Welcome back to the Listen Out Podcast, where we analyze a new album each week. I'm Jamie, and this week we've got me, Nick, uh-huh. and Jordan. Uh, this week we're going to be taking a look at How To Love Friend Freefall by Rainbow Kitten Surprise, released in 2018, and it was picked by me. Um, so I I picked this album because it's a fairly... I guess it's not necessarily unique to the band style of music, but it's unique compared to other, like most music I've ran into where I would, I would say that it's an indie band just because that's kind of like a catch all. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's aspects of like folk in it. There's also a little bit of like softer rock and they just kind of, um, almost like an atmospheric like vibey ish kind of feel to it and then there's also just you know a little bit of rap in it as well as sometimes it feels like slam poetry and then there's regular singing kind of mixed throughout um and i just i was listening to a few songs off of it and i was like you know what i really think that because i was gonna do a different album and then the day that we were gonna record last week's episode i listened to a few songs off here and i was like you know what you gotta do that and here we are um yeah i mean they're a band that i discovered probably it was within the last two years after hearing a little bit of talk between friends i had about listening to them and i never checked them out purely because like with the name i was like what's that gonna be yeah (laughs) then i listened to it and i was like oh this is dang i i feel bad that i put this off for so long because i really dig like their entire body of work um this came out in 2018 so we'll see if there's a new album on the horizon i'm not sure oh um but i they're one of the bands who i've discovered and would just they're supposed to have incredible live shows and i've seen some clips of theirs like they did one at the red rocks out in uh out west oh cool yeah and it looks so cool um so yeah if they're ever in town because they're from boone so they're you know relatively yeah. local. Um, yeah, I did know that. Yeah, and so if they, if if they ever come into town, I'm probably within like a three hour driving distance. I've got to buy tickets. I want to yeah, see them sure. so bad. I know uh, they've done a couple of Boone shows. I remember like in high school, people talking about them, or even like beginning of college. Yeah, it was like it was for me. They were popular in like the band kid crowd. I guess they probably you know like whoa. they i was one I'm kidding, of I'm kidding. I respect uh, yeah they just probably were drawn by the name and then uh, <laughs> yeah true but honestly. yeah they like i knew probably four or five people i had a friend of mine named luke who like really liked them and i just never checked them out and now i wish i had because we could have talked about them um yeah me and vic last summer we listened to a lot of peach bit and a lot of rks before and after nice. bonnaroo I was gonna say, were they were they at Bonnaroo too? Unfortunately, not. There was okay. a room. So at at Rue, there's like some like unlisted shows that they're like 
there are eight quote unquote campgrounds kind of sectioned off and they're mm-hmm. little like miniature like attractions kind of at each of those designated campsites mm-hmm. where throughout the night there's like a disco campsite and like an EDM area. There's like one where you can go and do like hand paintings led by Haley Williams or something. That's cool as hell. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff and they'll do like secret shows. Okay. But like no one knows about them, not even like Rue organizers. If you find like employees who are just kind of throughout the grounds, they don't really know about them. And even if they do, <laughs> they won't tell you. So it, I don't I don't even know how you're supposed to know. You just kind of, you hear whispers of like, oh, I think so-and-so is doing this at like 2 a.m. or whatever. And it's like, do I want to stay up and like check it out or do I want to go to sleep? And so I don't think that they wound up doing one, but there's rumor of them doing one. And we're like, oh, that'd be so cool. But we're also exhausted, and we just want yeah. to go to sleep. Um, I guess. But yeah, if because they they performed at Rue in twenty seventeen. Okay. Um, yeah, if you want to, you check said out, you said Bonner wanna, tries to change up their their lineup a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there are definitely recurring sense. people. So I would love for them to come back at some point mm-hmm. because I plan on going to Bonnaroo a lot. Is we were going to go this year and then it just didn't work out. Um, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. And so, but they're one of the bands that if they ever come into, even if it's within like a three hour drive, like to town, I'm absolutely buying tickets as soon as I can. Yeah. I got you. Cause as much as I love their catalog, they're supposed to be just like put on incredible performances. Um, which I could see it because I find a lot with this kind of music since they kind of, some of their songs it's like extended just like poetry rapping a little bit (laughs) it leaves even more room and freedom to just kind of like ride with the drums and the bass and kind of just mess around a little bit Mm -hmm. and so i could i could totally see them doing a bunch of like weird spaced out stuff like something like tame impala or something yeah um yeah yeah, one of my favorite live performances to watch by theirs is i don't know if you guys have heard of audio tree Uh uh-huh um I, think I have. I, saw I, I have, but I don't know like a ton Shaky about it. Shaky Graves has a pretty good performance on there. It's just, it's kind of like, I don't know if it's a label or if it's just like a, I don't know what Audio Tree is, but they have like indie artists come on and perform like five or six song sets and they kind of interview them, interview the members between the different. Uh, is it is it like a radio show? Yeah, it's like, because the intro there, I was like, you're listening to Audio Tree Live. <laughs> so. I don't know if it's like on iHeartRadio. I don't really know where it airs, but Peach Pit has a really good one. Shaky Graves has a really good one. Gotcha. And um yeah, RKS has one that's really cool. Do you know um do you know Like a Version? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um I think they're a radio show in Australia and they get people to come on and do covers. Yeah. Are they songs. the ones who put on jam in the van or is that a separate uh I don't know. I don't know. Because I know of both of them. I just don't know if they're the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's our uh, YouTube artist plug. <laughs> have you seen um, um, real quick? Have you seen Denzel Curry do Bulls on Parade? I have actually, and I don't hate it. That it's, actually sounds yeah, pretty it's, good. It's, it's very cool. impressive. Yeah, I listened uh, to Bulls on Parade when I worked out today. Dude, it's Whoa. dude. Rage Against I don't know how you generate that workout. That crazy of a sound on guitar. That riff. Um, that powerful. So, 
Yeah, are you talking about like the actual chords or like the wah, 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 like, like the, the chords? Because I know you talked about yeah. like the the wah, wah, wah. that's like him yeah. like messing with the volume knobs on his while guitar. he while he like rubs the string. Yeah, he switches between yeah. pickups. One of them is off and the other one's on, so that's how it like cuts out like that. Gotcha. Tomarello's just on another level of just messing with the guitar and getting weird yeah. sounds like, out of it. He's like Harvard educated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went to Harvard, dude. I want to take his master class, but I don't want to pay for it. um yeah just power chords a lot of gain a lot of uh marshall speaker cabinets probably there's a lot of ferocity in those things um yeah i guess back to the the matter at hand will um so had so what was you guys' level of experience? Jordan, I know you said you kind of heard them talked about in middle school. Had you ever, or high school. Had you ever, like, listened to any of their stuff? I hadn't. And I know some people, like, I, I, I see at people posting about it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Or before this, too. And, I don't know, I just, I never actually, again, I, I knew it wasn't kind of my kind of music, but I was, I was yeah. intrigued because of the name. I'm, but I was never, like, I was never pushed to that level. I got you. To, I'm willing to, to hazard a bet that you've probably at least heard snippets of either Hey Pretty Mama or Cocaine Jesus. Those are like really huge songs of theirs. Yeah. yeah See, and I'm not saying like that you've heard it to where you'd recognize no. it, but I'm sure <laughs> at some point you've heard some snippet of their work. Just not realized maybe. it probably. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because I know Hey Pretty Mama got radio play. Oh, really? Um, I think I'd heard um part of maybe holy war mm-hmm. on a commercial or something it could have been maybe um, but i've I've heard you play cocaine jesus in your car before mm-hmm. and I'm cocaine jesus. <laughs> not quite <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah i mean they just uh okay so i guess that pretty much sums up your like exposure to them as well nick uh yeah yeah i've i've heard you play their music in your car um i thought it was cool when you said they were from boone but i i just never really checked them out on my own mm-hmm. um i'd heard cocaine jesus and i'd heard you play um what's the name of this song for some reason i feel like it's hard for me to remember names to songs on this album like yeah i kind of I, I that's part of some of the stuff in my notes i had i also experienced that i'd heard you play uh I'd heard you play When It Lands in your car. Yeah, I love that one. Yo, my computer just freaked out. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was so worried that it was like, it wasn't, okay. Um, Yeah, and I think I've heard Holy War, part of Holy War in a commercial. mm -hmm. But um, uh, other than that, I'd never really checked them out. But um, I think it's really cool that they're from Boone. I try and support north carolina artists like that support guy local support local yeah like matchbox bro. <laughs> exactly you know it's yeah. all connected uh-huh. but um like, like a uh, baby and j cole that's true that's true but i was thinking more um his golden messenger from durham that uh southern kind of folk-ish singer that i like a lot mm-hmm. and uh the avid brothers too I like them a lot. Oh yeah, I really, I really regret not going to His Golden Messenger did a show at Cat's Cradle. Yeah, and um, uh, they recorded like a, I think they they're selling that. The the album, 
It was like it, it's a live album. They recorded songs from that show that they did in Cat's Cradle, and they sold it on Bandcamp, but it's also on Spotify. And I regret not going there and being there for it because it was literally like thirty minutes away, and I think it was last January when they did it. Yeah, but, yeah. But. That's how I feel about some concerts too. Like <laughs> last year, uh, Lil Wayne and Blink One Eighty Two yeah. did a concert tour together, mm-hmm. and I think. I was I could have gone, but I didn't. And then Blueface did one like Greensboro or Charlotte or something. I could have gone, mm. and I didn't. And I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> but I yeah, feel like but... everyone's probably got those like concerts that I they know. regret. Like Manchester Orchestra, who I love, mm. was at. I think they were also at Cat's Cradle. No, right. they weren't at Cat's Cradle. They were at the Ritz. And okay. I just didn't commit to going there, but I would have loved to see them. Yeah, I was gonna go to a Fetty. Fetty Wap concerts that I was going to. I literally pretty much had tickets already. I was going to buy them. And then COVID hit. And I was like, bruh. And I love Fetty so much. <laughs> I almost went I to a um, to a Young the Giant concert at the Ritz. They were going to be at Bonnaroo this year. Really? I was so hyped. Yeah, yeah that was a rip, dog. I was, I was going to go to a concert in Chicago, I think. It was like wow. by Lyrical Lemonade, of course course it's hosted by that i actually, actually don't know like if i like i really 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 wanted to go and i was like pretty much set on going i didn't know what the prices were because they never released them because i mean it hit like they usually do like sometime in like july like this and by like april they were already like yeah we're probably not gonna do this this year and i was like great it happens but yeah it's okay it's okay um all right so i guess we'll uh you guys want to start talking about just general stuff about the album uh do either of you want to take it away before i i'll see what on my notes y'all hit (laughs) (laughs) i think um i think earlier you said something already about like just a blend of genres throughout the whole thing like the there's rap in it which i feel like is is almost extra talented like more talented (laughs) than usual rap just because the 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 beat in the background isn't like on loop like i, th- I think that's the, true yeah i think the sections that he raps they keep the same beat throughout and he doesn't really change up his flow or anything right well because it's it's incredibly difficult like to yeah so but, you got to do at least something to hold that like same uh mm-hmm. periodicity yeah 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 definitely but like the fact that he goes from from singing like really just really well and uh mm-hmm. hitting like um i I, ju- I i love the general sound the the timbre if you will of his voice like uh mm-hmm. he, he has um he has kind of a a kings of leon sentiment to him that southern southern whale almost sometimes yeah i just i enjoy that sound a lot and the fact that he goes from that to rapping in the middle of like two or three different songs is, is very impressive mm-hmm. and and interesting and and at first i thought it was a little weird but the more i listened to the album mm-hmm. the more i enjoyed it yeah it definitely at first it's enough to make you go huh and yeah. then it starts to grow on you and then you're like oh okay now i this is i like this uh-huh yeah i feel like yeah, fever pitch has like five different sections in it yeah like the and it's the only chorus, like a three and a half minutes on or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> like the chorus is is super catchy and the um uh, the opening is is like really s- is is slow and kind of sparse, and then they 
yeah they, they get into like a more rhythmic section and then I, th- I think it might be the bridge when he when he raps but that whole song yeah. is like a roller coaster ride it's pretty cool yeah i love i love just throughout the album that's one of my that's one of the the reasons why i was like i gotta introduce this because it's i love that so much like the just mm-hmm. sheer variety and everything yeah it actually reminded me a little bit today. I was coincidentally listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers at work. I was listening to the Californication album, mm-hmm. and just the fact that they do like a bunch of a bunch of like rhythmic rock, if you will, like more yeah. like like uh, Rainbow Kitten Surprise isn't really funk rock in a sense, but they do have there's there's elements of funk there, like the the rhythm yeah. sections and the the grooves that they create rather than like soaring guitars and things that's right. that's present in uh red hot chili peppers and Ra- rainbow kitten surprise and the um R- red hot chili peppers kind of rap a little bit i guess like give it away is like kind of rap yeah but but they're I, I found some similarities between them today. Coincidentally, it was it was cool. I got you. I can see it for sure. And Jordan, how did you feel about this album? So there was a lot of different genres, like uh, Nick said too. Um, I really like the end of like Fever Pitch, which I think is like kind of when he started. Like that's that's the first time he started rapping a little bit. Yeah, like, that's also the most little. the first time that there's like real musicality any sections as well like because the first it opens with like that like spoken word thing about like wanting to keep the love alive or whatever and then mission to mars is kind of you know it's there's there's a music backdrop but it's mostly like words and then fever pitch i think is the first one where it's like that's where like the stuff starts to emerge a little bit more yeah yeah real quick i liked it when they like when they break down from the beginning of fever pitch into the the bass and the drums and the the little yeah, background the vocals really that go good. like, huh? I I uh, I like that. I like the blend of everything. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But go um, ahead, George. I was also, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I was also gonna say it's it's still a little light for me, like as far as albums go to digest. Um, it doesn't mean I didn't like it. It's just because uh, I'm so I'm so desensitized to like so much like bass and just. <laughs> like screaming on the chorus i'm like is this what music sounds like <laughs> yeah you've got to do a uh you've got to do a a cleanse i know i know i am i am i am yeah th- yeah no it's just yeah that's just that's just like a one-off i'm like is this is this what is this what i used to listen to before uh before that like i used to listen to what my dad used to listen to which is like uncle cracker and like uh Heck yeah so different Wait and uh, no 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 yeah sorry sorry I, I I didn't mean it was like this I meant it was like it was a little no, more no, no, like, no. easygoing I mean, like, compared to what you listen to Uncle Cracker oh, is yeah. like so far off dude of and it's so weird because I love Uncle Cracker and Daughtry like to this day because I think <laughs> I listened to it when I was younger but yeah. it's like it's so out of my music taste I, now I, but like uh, I, I could literally listen to it for some I can't long. remember how old I was but my parents bought me tickets to a Daughtry concert we went to a Daughtry really? concert yeah. Dang, it was cool. That's really cool. I, I still like Daughtry. I don't. I don't really like put him on a whole lot. But if he's like, if somebody plays it in the car, I probably know most of the words to most of the song. <laughs> just like, just like that one album he had. I think didn't we already talk about this? It's called like Daughtry or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was his first one. Yeah, dude, that was that, such that one and the one right after that one. 
I know a lot of that. I'm not sure if I listened to the one after that. I might have outgrown it by that point. I but uh, but yeah, as far as like music goes, I think I, th- I think it was pretty good, Jamie. And like Rectify was pretty good. Uh, Fred had some pretty good verses on there too. I can't remember exactly. Dude, but, Rectify is huh. oh that sh- yeah. And it's and it's a pretty quick song too, so you can kind of like it's like a minute thirty. Through. A lot yeah, of these songs you, actually that are like yeah. there's only a few that are really long ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Real quick, what do you what do you what do you uh, what do you count as like a long song? Like, like when does a song become long? Like after that's a good question. Or, or like 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 a regular song is a regular song to you like three minutes or like three, three and a half 30? is like a regular song to me. Yeah, I'd okay. say three and a half okay. to four minutes is like a regular song. To me. Yeah, like five minutes okay. is like a long song in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, five. I would definitely say five minutes up there. I'd probably say three and a half, four, maybe pushing it a little bit. Yeah. Okay, I, I actually just wanted to know because we uh, we had said that a couple times, and I was like, I wonder what they I got think is like a long song. see what see what our uh, frame of reference is. Yeah, yeah. I think the longest song I have saved on Spotify is like eleven and a half minutes long. Is how many minutes long? Eleven and a half. What is it? Is it Tame Impala? No, no, <laughs> no. Oh, because that um, one's the really long on Currents. I can't remember what it's called. What's the really longest long, one? I, what's a really long song on Currents? There's like a well, there's well, like a ten and a half minute song. I the longest song so. I've listened Bro, to. I'm, I'm a Currents ex- expert. It may be on the okay. one that's after Currents, then. The Slow Rush. There's like a there's like a seven minute song on the Slow Rush. Hang on. <laughs> the longest song I listen to is Last Call on the College Dropout. And it's when like I think it's Big Sean. He just like raps for like. Or he just like talk raps for like nine minutes, or not even nine, like seven or eight minutes, gotcha. on like the back half of the song. It's like a good song, but then he just starts, like the beat like stops or like drops like a little just like chords in the background, and then he just like starts rapping. Mm-hmm. But the longest song I've ever like listened to fully is Runaway, and it's like nine minutes. Like right? I mm-hmm. always listen to like all of Runaway just because yeah, it's so good. I just like the end too. It's like when he's like has that like auto tune like way up, and he's just like oh. So good, but that but anyways, that eleven minute song is called "Thinking of a Place" and it's by the band The War on Drugs. It's it's very relaxing. See, I've got really long ones saved that some are relaxing and some aren't. <laughs> like, let's see, yeah, War Pigs. What's the Basement Tape version then? Oh, it's not on Spotify. Oh, rip! What a rip, dude. That's on. It's the Basement Tapes version is way better. Um. All right, so I guess it's not that one anymore. Technically, it's saved, but I can't listen to it. It's probably <laughs> since I've been loving you. Let's see. Oh, okay. That one's seven minutes twenty-four. Oh, it's the. Ex- oh wait, how long is Stairway? All right, so Stairway's eight oh two. That's actually what's Green Grass and High Tide. I'm sure this is riveting for the listeners. Nine fifty-one. <laughs> I think that might be the okay. last one. Gotcha. I was gonna say um, Dawes, that like California alt rock band. Yeah, that I it's like longer than Freebird, so it's a green, green grass and high tides. Gotcha. But Dawes has a song on their 2015 album. The album's called All Your Favorite Bands, but it's the last song on the album, and it's like nine and a half minutes. I think it's called Now That It's Too Late, Maria. Mm-hmm. That when they played it at their concert, they jammed like it's like. The song is very relaxing on the album, 
and they didn't even like jam super like hard at the concert they just they they uh they added a little more guitar into it i didn't even recognize what song it was that for a while but it was it was good mm-hmm. it was good good times i got you yeah so jamie what do you think about the album i love this album uh, <laughs> really yeah i and i also it was kind of the case where i chose it because i wanted to take a uh like a deeper dive into it mm-hmm. um and I just anything I found that I didn't know before, I makes me like it even more. So yeah. this is gonna be my highest rated album to, to give a little <laughs> wow. bit of a tease. I was a. Didn't you already? Never mind. <laughs> I was a. a um, like I said, I didn't know much by them at all before this, but I, I like really enjoy it as well. I drove down to the beach um, last Friday, and this was I think this was the first album I listened to. And uh, I took, I took away that was like ten or fifteen minutes longer than just uh, taking I forty, uh, like taking the interstate. And I drove on yeah. like a, like it, it was like a one lane on each side, like highway in quotes. But okay. like I love um, those kind of drives. Yeah, yeah. But I just drove through like East North Carolina for a super long mm-hmm. time, driving by like farms and stuff. <laughs> you don't get enough of that from going to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do get a lot of that from going to work. And then I left work and I drove through more of that to go to the beach. But it was mm-hmm. it was cool. I listened to this album and a couple more I'll talk about when we walk when we um when we talk about what we listened to this week. But Gotcha. But, Another but tease. <laughs> but <laughs> get those listener percentages off. You should definitely listen until the end of the podcast. <laughs> don't don't skip don't we, skip. we promise we'll actually talk about the album. We're not just going <laughs> to, yeah, I, yeah, so I just, this album, I love like the, just the transitions between the songs are so excellent. <laughs> like I can think of, I can only think of one album off the top of my head that are better and it's 2020 Complete Experience by Justin Timberlake because all the songs they flow into one another like beat wise mm-hmm. yeah. and this one about half of them do but even even the ones that don't necessarily just blend like i didn't realize the first three times i listened to this album that moody orange isn't the same song as matchbox yeah because me I, too. I never uh-huh. like listened to it just by <laughs> itself i used to listen to free fall fever pitch holy war and painkillers and when it lands and hide uh so i have the album i used to listen to those just i like i put them on my like playlist and i or my um like add them to the queue and i yeah. never listened but then the first few times i listened to the full album i was like where i'm not hearing this song where is it and then i was like oh it's not the same song it's a separate <laughs> song but like that's really funny they both musically and subject matter wise they blend seamlessly mm-hmm and so I, yeah, and there's a few instances of that. And I just, I love the transition between it so much, but but it transitions so well that you sometimes you don't realize that you're listening to a new song till you look at your phone or whatever screen you're listening to it on. And you're like, oh, it's a different song now. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, I just, I love, you know, all the stylistic differences. Um, I also like how the album starts off talking about, um, kind of trying to grind it out and get success like mission mm-hmm. to mars is about trying to start 
something successful and then it kind of ends like the last three songs are just about like breakups and the album starts with talking about wanting to stay in love and not letting the love die in pacific love and then it ends with three songs about breaking up just thought that was like a neat uh i don't know kind of evolution of the album yeah um i like i guess what i i always love when something seems like it has an emotionally conflicted nature like in, mm-hmm. in movies, music, whatever. And yeah. I felt like that was present in this album. And also I think I yeah. said in like uh like when we were talking about Mechanical Bull, I like when music sounds like it's cathartic for the people who are making it and performing mm-hmm. it. And that's present in like so many songs on this album. That's de- especially like Hyde yeah. and Moody mm-hmm. Orange and Free Fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and like uh and and Polite Company too. Mm-hmm. Oh, polite yeah. company, dude! What a way to end an album. Yeah, that song is With so just good. like the piano. Yeah, that that song is a perfect example of how I've come to prioritize the feeling of music more than completely understanding everything that a singer says. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it's hard uh, for me, at least. It, it was hard to understand probably like the first half of the song listening listening yeah. to it and uh and when i looked up the i i caught like uh, lots of bits and pieces of it but wasn't really catch able enough to... to kind of get like what it's saying even though you don't know yeah. exactly what it's saying yeah yeah you catch enough kind of with the with the melody to like develop a feeling and that was what mm-hmm. i love so much about it. yeah okay yeah so i guess we'll, we'll just get ahead and start moving into like the specifics of it um but yeah, like there's just so much on this album that is like, he goes from talking about the band to then like Hyde is is just him talking about like coming to grips with his, or coming to an understanding of like his own sexuality and like mm-hmm. the reality that that presents him with. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so much to unpack in this album that you could talk, because that's another thing that having like kind of like a rapping or poetry you can say so much in such mm-hmm. a little amount of time yeah that yeah. there's just so much meat to like carve into with this uh, album so even because i mean the album is 38 minutes long i think is the runtime 36 minutes 36 minutes yeah but like you could you could just take so long looking at the looking at like line by line if you were to actually like take it apart it would you could talk for so long about it um but unfortunately we can't do that so that's why we (laughs) have notes um yeah i do either of you want to start this off um talking more specifically uh they can did you say you can jordan well i said i said you can okay (laughs) (laughs) okay um i i i don't know i'm I'm really bad articulating sometimes yeah yeah i feel like it'd be better just for you to get the wrong ball um something i thought was really interesting was with uh the song it's called free fall um uh i really just like um i resonated with the with the hook a lot first listening to it and i'll um i'll pull it up really quick so i don't say it wrong but Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 
like I said, I just resonated with the hook a lot and would sing that out when I was listening to it in the car. The, mm-hmm. the you could let it all go, you could let it all go. It's called free fall. And at first, I I really just attached to that and didn't really even think much about his lyrics about the devil and talking to the devil and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I felt and the song was kind of a symbol to me for um for like for for moving on and um and like why are you wasting time on these negative emotions you could let it all go but yeah but really digging into it it sounds a lot darker like uh i think it's towards the end of the first verse when he says um uh they thought what the it's don't get me venting on friends who resent you because all you've ever done has been a noose to hang on to they thought was a necklace and reckless they fell into hell where you both hang with nothing to do but scratch kick let gravity win yeah. and when i read that i was like oh my god like this is way darker than yeah it's I, about I realized. Like, <laughs> like giving into like suicide and like inner demons as well as talking yeah mm-hmm. yeah this, this yeah, is i didn't a even song. notice that either yeah, yeah. Th- this is a song where like it starts out you know called to the devil and the devil to come and then he's like talking to the devil and then it kind of, you know, because it's okay. So it starts out. He said, I said to the devil, do you like drums? Do you like cigarettes? Domino's rum kind of talking about like, you know, do you like all of this? Like, I guess, quote unquote, like sinful behavior, thinking like all of this dark stuff. And then the devil's just kind of like, no, not really. Um, <laughs> and so that's kind of like it. The devil is like, no, that's not really what I like. And then it, it, it's kind of him later on. He's he's like, can I sit down? The devil's talking. He says, can I sit down? I've been hustling all day. I can't even count how many souls I've made mm-hmm. off the same deal you on. So kind of like selling yourself a little bit. But also you could be thinking like, oh, he's talking about like suicide and depression. Like can't count many, how many souls I've made off the deal that you've made trying to get free of what's holding you down, giving into it, you know committing suicide committing free fall you know mm-hmm. it it gets yeah there's there's like some heavy there's a lot of like weight to it um yeah i i love the in in that there's a part after the i guess it's the second introduction of the hook where it says you could let it all go you can let it all go it's called free fall he kind of doesn't flesh where he says free fall and then it starts out with called to the devil and it's like i don't know from from a sonic perspective i love that moment right there mm-hmm. um there were so where many he kind of extends syllabically the free fall out uh-huh. and then just comes right back in with almost the same like rap ish style and from that part of the song on the music is just all over the place <laughs> like the background music it's it's all kind of a little bit more chaotic and you can't really get a ride on the beat again and so it kind of throws you into a state of kind of like i don't know feeling a little bit more uneasy and then it ends out with um ain't shit free but falling out and that shit's easy let me show you how it's like and then there's kind of a breakdown and then it wraps up yeah you yeah that's a heavy one man yeah uh it was it was a lot heavier after i looked into it and um Mm -hmm. and i I think like i think there definitely is a place for creating songs like that songs that 
um, that help someone, even though there's not really a message of of getting through the feelings in the song. If someone mm-hmm. some if someone really resonates with those feelings, and like um, I feel like it can it can help them by showing them that there's someone else who feels like this. Like it's yeah. it's not like it's not like this is what you should do. It's like, hey, yeah. I've I've yeah. been there and and like and I, he doesn't really say it, but like, hey, I've been there and and you're not alone and like. And I'm I'm still like if you look into it like I'm sh- like he he's still alive there's there's still he, they're still making their career like he's still making music he's moving on from these trying his best to move on from these emotions I'm sure and right. I'm sure that's comforting for people if they look into it. Mm-hmm. But but some something that you said you you enjoyed something sonically on this song like the the transition between lines there there were so many little things that i can't even really articulate that i i really enjoyed the the harmonies that they do or the certain tones that they do with instruments but so many things mm-hmm. like hit like the the exact e- emotional they created the, the exact feeling i felt was was appropriate for that section Just so so much stuff mm-hmm felt like it was just right in so many different songs i thought it was great no i definitely i get that too can i piggyback off of that nick you can still continue no no that was it that was it okay that kind of speaking like that like looking to someone to like uh like most of the time you know in music some people say like oh your songs got me through like a really hard time or like Mm -hmm. you know kind of stuff like that and it's it's good to listen to relatable music too um because like stuff can get you through like hard time depending on what you're going through but like painkillers was a was a good one for me like Mm -hmm. lyrically wise because it's like the the first two lines are very lovely morning try not to kill yourself today you're like Mm -hmm. what like it's 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 even set to like a pretty good or it's such like a more like upbeat like guitar picking kind of Mm -hmm. uh i don't know how to like it, it's super accurately described that, but it's like, it's it, it it seems like a very like happy little melody in the background, yeah. but the lyrics are a little more like intense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and even like maybe younger people listening to the music, I like the lines that's like living just comes with a bit of heartache. Heartache comes with just or heartache comes with a bit of young faith. So it's like you know this, this he's not advocating that you know every second of your life ever is going to be the best you know there's obviously living comes with some negatives like that's the that's the you you could say maybe that is like the whole human condition is like living comes with like bad stuff too you know yeah but uh yeah i I, yeah i really like that and there's a couple other uh kind of uh I'm, i'm trying to find the word for it kind of Oh my gosh, cut this out. I cannot think of the word. <laughs> no, you're good. Kind of like real life situations. Mm-hmm. It's not like all, he's, 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 he's not like glamming it up for like a song, you know, he's not like, uh-huh. oh, the life is awesome, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. uh, like she cocks her pistol before she pops her collar. Oh, she's all but lethal pulling off that laser gun. I like the, she rips the halos off of angels for the fun of it. 
you know i don't know i kind of yeah. i, I kind of like that line a lot uh if all she ever does is smile at you run it's it's kind of funny you know mm-hmm. just picturing like this one like i guess i actually don't know really what i i guess i picture a woman actually ripping off an angel's halo for some reason but uh it's just mm-hmm. kind of funny it's like you'll meet some people that aren't like the best i guess but you know still gotta go through yeah i know uh yeah there's there's a lot that can be taken out of painkillers uh but yeah i love the like the the part you mentioned earlier about the like living comes with a bit of heartache stuff like because it's i mean it is it's saying like this just happens um mm-hmm. faith stays young till your heart gets broken hope grows mm-hmm. up to become someday um yeah one of the a line that stuck out to me is uh canaan ain't far for the souls who barter their pain for sweet relief like using um you know trading their pain for the sweet momentary relief of opioids yeah. but because uh, canaan is some sort of like a holy land thing right yeah, that, I think that's what it said on on Genius. I don't it's exactly the, know, but I, I, I think know it's, it's like in the a Bible. Hebrew Bible thing. What is it? it's a? It was a Semitic speaking civilization region in the ancient Near East. I'm pretty sure there's also, um, like I know in in the Bible there's use of like the Canaanites and stuff like that. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's yeah. kind of saying like, it's another way of saying like the afterlife isn't far for those who try to barter their pain for sweet relief from the oh. like from the you know dang prescription made painkillers yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean it's it's kind of a yeah it's a harsh thing here like very lovely morning don't kill yourself today yeah <laughs> it's very uh the juxtaposition of it was very mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah i mean but the I... song ends with uh think of all the things that you'll be missing prescription made painkillers yeah. yeah yeah i think i uh I like the sentiment in that song of like fighting your your inner negative voice, your inner demons, I guess. Like mm-hmm. like it, it's my opinion that everyone has parts of them that they don't like. And yeah. And yeah. fighting fighting those those parts is just is just a a routine thing and that's what it seems like a yeah. lot of the song is about. Like if you yeah. if, if you generalize it more, but um yeah, but yeah, dang, that's cool. Yeah, it's really hard to do. Yeah, and as I get older now, you can kind of see it in some people who haven't like accepted that, uh-huh. and I don't know. It's just very telling. I don't know how to. I don't even know how to describe and it. And that's like, that's one reason. It's like I almost feel bad a little bit. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's one way that I like for a long time. It was hard for me to justify, like, uh, like when people ask me what I like to do, and I'm like, "Oh, I like to listen to music and watch movies." I feel like it's like, "Oh, well, that's it. Like, that that's what you like to do." <laughs> oh no! And, but but like, but it's it's way easier for me to justify now. Like, yeah, I I genuinely want to hear other perspectives and other cultures and their lifestyles, so I can try and and learn from those things. And I feel like I have learned a lot from things that aren't even biographical and aren't even real and but they're but they're made from real people's minds and people's real emotions that they put into things right i mean art is an extinction of the creator you know yeah yeah that's that's one of like the like one of the reasons why i like 
well consuming it i also like making you know whether it be like digital art or yeah just like playing music or whatever because it's like you know art is an extension of oneself to yeah. help you know kind of just deal with uh the cards that we've been dealt yeah that's one thing i definitely agree with that i did oh sorry you go uh, i was just gonna say that's one thing i wish i would have done a lot more of this summer is just try and create like anything like try and learn mm-hmm. like an instrument or like write or i can't like draw or paint at all but just just try to do something and i didn't do a lot of that yeah. but i think i'll try and do more of it this year and especially like like i'm, I'm gonna be like a full-blown adult in a year mm-hmm. graduated from college and I'll have to. F- I know. I'll have to find something to do with my time. So, I know. I was about exactly. to say, one of my friends says she like doesn't even know what to do with her time anymore because she has so much of it like after work. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if they have like a lot, a lot of time. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like life gets pretty busy after like thirty. You know? Yeah. But, well, I mean, I guess you know it, it gets as busy as you make it. Yeah. Yeah, but I I definitely want to fill my time too, Nick. So if you want to like, or even Jamie, I know we share similar interests and in, like. Mm-hmm. Or actually, you you do it a lot more. I haven't even like I tried to start like Photoshop a little uh, bit, and like I've 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 wanted to do digital artwork just because I feel like it's a little it's a little easier, <laughs> and I feel like I feel like I could more accurately create something that I would like, like that's in my head mm-hmm. more with that, just because I like I like I like using digital stuff more anyway. So yeah. Yeah, I've definitely and I haven't been good about it either this summer, Nick. But I. We should we should keep each other on it this year. There you just, go. Just putting it on because everybody needs a support system. <laughs> we might be able True. to. We, who knows? Even when when we when you get back to Raleigh, we might be able to get together and do do a live pod every week, not a remote pod. Dude, maybe. Okay, I was Loki. I was Loki thinking like we'd just be on a couch, and I could one of us, Jamie, you could bring like the Blue Yeti or something, and I could. I ha- I have a camera. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to see how to like. Yeah, we might. We might. We might. Uh, we might try to. We'll have to. If we got a camera, we'll have to get the fits off, bro. We'll have to. We'll bro, have to dress oh, up. Man. Man. We'll I just ordered new we'll clothes, dude. I just ordered new clothes. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, anyway. okay. Also, <laughs> real quick, going back to it, uh, Jamie, I'll let you talk. I'll, I'll let you go in a second. But uh, Possum Queen, I like how it kind of sounds like he recorded it, and then it it it, it kind of sounds like muffled a little bit, like mm-hmm. it's talking. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it kind of sounds like he's like either away from the microphone or like maybe there's a little buff on it. I I I don't exactly know what like music term that is, but it sounds very like uh, it's like not it's it's not auto tune. Do you know what I'm saying? I yeah. Such a hard time. Do you mean like a like lo-fi maybe? Yeah, yeah. It kind of sounds like lo-fi. Like there's some there's some like gain in his voice. Or oh no, you mean his his voice is like digitally altered? Like there's some kind of filter? On yeah, it. yeah. It, it sounds like he's like, uh, yeah, like speaking like through two microphones, or like spoke on it and played out loud and like recorded it on. Like he seems like distant a little bit. I don't know how to explain it. I was just yeah. gonna say, I just gonna say, I like the way that one sounds pretty much. Yeah, I that one. Um, there's actually that's like a genius thing about it. Um, I can I can pull it up right here. But it was like it was just something that they did in one take at the very end to just throw it on the album. Um, oh, really? It was kind of like a just more of like a personal project of his that he never. Yeah, it was a sidetrack that I never. This is a uh, mellow the the lead singer talking. Um, 
He said, that was just kind of a sidetrack that I never really pitched to be on the record. It was something that was just a personal project of mine, and I made a promise to a friend that she'd be the last track on whatever the next album was. Um, oh, dang. We had just tracked Rectify, and it was the last day in the studio. And it was like, it talked to the producer, Jay Joyce, and was like, we've still got three hours, right? And then he just looked at the drummer and said, you know, I showed you this thing. Do you want to put that down? And they just did it. And he was like, yeah, one take. That was perfect. And so, yeah, wow. it was kind of a, uh, I guess, you know, three hours, but in studio time, that's like last minute. So it was just yeah. kind of like a, all right, let's just throw this on there. And I, and I actually, <laughs> I like, I like that song. I like the, yeah. um, it's talking about like finding a little bit of like a, uh, I don't know, a little bit like a uh, finding the good and the bad, or yeah. the good and the broken kind of thing. Uh-huh. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty good. I like the sentiment. Yeah, I didn't really recognize how much I enjoyed the the final lyrics of the song um, mm-hmm. until I went through and read them. But um, uh, like the that song wasn't one of my favorites on the album, but when I read the lyrics. Like I'm always I'm always kind of a sucker for those 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 sad romance songs, like I always yeah. I always have been. And the the end of that, like you said, like the last three songs on this are like uh, mm-hmm. kind of breakup songs, and yeah, that's that, that that's one reason I enjoyed them a lot. That one and, and polite company a lot. I didn't I didn't read the genius summaries, um mm-hmm. for I, I read them for a couple of them. I think I read the one for Hyde, but this says for polite company. This says, after the band recorded Possum Queen, with only three hours to spare in the studio, they squeezed this last song out, Polite Company, in just 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says... Wait, like, produced it and everything in 45 minutes? Um, it says... Maybe? It says... Bro, uh, that would be hard as hell. Yeah. Okay, band members Sam Mello and Charlie Holt described the process of combining two songs at the last minute to finish the album in an interview with The Current. And then Mello, the singer, says, We still had some time, so I was like, All right, you remember that Polite Company radar jam thing? I'm going to try and lay that down. They go and mic the piano with probably 45 minutes left in the session and just start banging it out. And that was it. And that's like, that. I'm not sure if that or hide or the combination of matchbox and moody orange uh one of mm-hmm. one of those three is like my favorite quote song because matchbox and moody orange aren't the same song but i love the combination of them right like one mm-hmm. one of those three is my favorite song on the album and yeah. it, it's crazy I lo- that i love they, the piano intro to polite company yeah uh-huh and it's crazy that they were just like 45 minutes yeah here's this here's this great closing track to this album <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean like just what a way to end that in the album the last the last words are uh she's the edge between the cadence of my name and on these walls another language we would never speak in polite company and it just kind of it, it it builds it builds throughout the song and then it just kind of I mean, it's just kind of talking about how you kind of build, and then at a certain point, there's just like a break, and it's like this is, 
you know, this is something that we would never speak about in front of, you know, polite company, you know, the, the friends and family that we uh, kind of put faces on is a, is a different, a different setting of like conversation than some of this, like the darker stuff that we wouldn't speak about in front of polite company. Mm-hmm. Did um, you, did you hear that he said 808 heartbreak, Jordan? I did not. He says, we're the dance among the drunk legs, a contest between untied lace, pop shoe gaze, and 808 heartbreaks. Oh, Kanye was Yeah, talking about like dancing Wait, what's together on? In, in polite company. Yeah, yeah, what song was... And okay, okay, okay. I think um I think right after that is when um he doesn't even say any words. He just like sings out the melody. Like nah, nah, nah. I can't remember what the melody is, but I really like that of him ending off that verse that way or that section of that verse. Mm-hmm. And the um the what will hold you when the dance is through? Put your back against the wall. Follow syncopated water fountain conversation making love inside a crayon covered bathroom stall that's like that that's like that that's an indie movie in four lines i feel like or like <laughs> yeah a, absolutely. an indie episode <laughs> wrapped up in four lines yeah it was, it was really cool it's pretty funny yeah i only want what i can't have if you love me give me nothing um so so later on so indie about, emo like, i love that beyond my uh, I remember what you came for, where your aim is, maintain it, try to burn the right glow, I'll be on my way out, I'll be over soon, sober later. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is kind of, you could both apply it to, like, a, a long relationship ending, and it could also be a, a one-off encounter that you yeah. kind of, like, uh-huh. talking about, like, maybe meeting at, like, a bar or a club, yeah. and then it's, like, a one-off thing, and it's, like, you know yeah yeah I th- I uh, guess yeah. So. yeah but yeah i could definitely see it being some sort of like indie movie line <laughs> yeah. a pivotal moment in the main character's coming of age story <laughs> <laughs> some, some <laughs> ladybird stuff mm-hmm. yeah um oh yeah that's that one movie where that lady turns into a bird right mm-hmm. yeah, i don't know like i've never bird seen man the man turns into a bird <laughs> yes i've never I've, I've never actually seen the movie but i just assume that's what happened. <laughs> um yeah, uh, speaking specifically, kind of changing paces a little bit, hearkening back to Fever Pitch, I love, um, oh man, there's just so much I love about the album, <laughs> or about that, that song, but yeah, I'm at the grocery store, I'm buying eggs and toast, I'm looking at you and not where I walk, about broke my nose, face and doors, <laughs> lost my soul in the seventh heaven, making out on aisle 11. Wow. I like I like it. it. It's you know looking through it, you're not sure if it's talking about like a summer romance or just young, you know, infatuation in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah. I absolutely love how it goes into the rapping part, and then also he ends that like rap verse with "Let it simmer, let it simmer, simmer down, please." And how the music just kind of, I mean, it simmers. Like it really yeah. does. It brings down, and then he just goes back in with the "I got the holy roll." Love that part. Mm-hmm. That's more of like a musical thing, though, and less of like a uh, like you know cutting into the lyrics. But uh, just musically, yeah. I love that section. Yeah, 
It, every time I listen to it, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> okay, tasty. <laughs> um, Didn't I be reading dessert tonight? <laughs> yeah, in Holy War, I also, another musical thing I love is in Holy War, how it starts off with the like the first verse. It sounds very like dreamland very airy vocals and then um it it comes in with that like boom kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then when the music kicks in there it gets really i don't know it gets just a little bit stanky i like like some stank in my music Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Hyde is just really good throughout. Yeah. I, I love the both the lyrics and... Um, I love, like, the, the musical escalation of the song and, like, all of the <laughs> lyrics of the song. I like it, the part where he starts, you know, like, just screaming, like, better hide your love, hide your love, don't let it slip away, uh-huh. don't let it slip away. Talking about having to... I mean, the song is about having to kind of hide your... You know, sexuality. If you're living in an area like that of the Appalachians, where mm-hmm. you know there are areas you think of as very, very progressive compared to other places, but it's still like there's a certain level of having to hide yourself below societal norms. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't know, but I, I think um, I read in some of the genius summaries that his parents were missionaries, mm-hmm. and that's why. Um, well, might not be why. But he says, I think it's in the song, he says something about being a preacher was only just a dream or something. I can't find the line now. But I don't, I know the line you're talking about, and I don't think it's in the song. Okay. But, um, but I, I did love, um, the whole, there, there's a, I love all of the religious imagery in the in the whole album mm-hmm. there's a lot in this song yeah. but there's also a lot in the whole album and I, I like that a lot in all kinds of music the band that i talked about earlier his golden messenger and a lot of his earlier stuff and some of his later stuff he's not religious but he includes a lot of religious imagery because he knows that that's native to like north carolina but yeah. um there's a uh, I was gonna say specifically one thing I like in Hyde is that it's kind of the the in the last half of the course is him saying the would the son of man had and when the son of man had me in his clutches he says that three more times and he says the sons of men pulled me to the touch and I loved it mm-hmm. and that's kind of like how the chorus wraps up and yeah it's talking about how he you know wrestled with the because he did his parents were missionaries and he like wanted to grow up and be like a uh, you know, like grow up and be some sort of like religious leader and then kind of due to to personal, you know, feelings kind of went away from that path. Um, yeah, I was I was just about to mention those lines, the, the juxtaposition of of the son of man and then the sons of men yeah. being like the, the men that he is infatuated with. Right, because yeah. yeah, you hear that and you're like, what's he saying right there and then you're like you're like oh this song's totally about like you know sexuality stuff uh-huh. and like i love the conflicted nature yeah of uh-huh. the following verse i hate you more than i miss you that's not true i'd hate to miss you mm-hmm. anywhere i go anywhere you've been before i get the chance to say goodbye um 
Yeah, I mean, because it's just hearing that, especially listening to how he sings it, it sounds conflicted because it is. It's, you know, him putting a pair of those feelings and then being like, no, that's not true. I kind of feel the opposite and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just throughout the next couple of verses. It's so good. And then, yeah, I mean, it ends with him, you know, culminating with like yelling, you know, better hide your love, hide your love. Yeah. But don't let it slip away. I uh, I always love neat little parallelism stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like like simple stuff that that resonates so well. The I hate you more than I miss you. That's not true. I'd hate to miss you, because that's that's so that's so catchy, so memorable, and it's so it's so relatable. Like how many times have you said something and then be like, oh my god, why did I say that? Like this is going to be one of those things that that no matter what I say, someone's going to remember this. And I, I can't right. I can't suck those words back into my mouth and, and right. make them yeah. forget it. You can't take back what's said. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I could go on for like hours and hours about stuff about this album, but I'll probably, I'll, I'll stop myself there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, yeah, I'll, or I guess I'll end with, um, I think When It Lands might be my favorite song on the album um i i love the spaciness of the music and then just the straight up like rap verse Mm -hmm. over just like a b flat and an a g progression in the back of it it just sounds like super cool with the guitar like like that and then having him rap over top of that just sounds so cool um yeah i mean there's just this that's and this is what i love about this album is there's just Every song has so many lines that you could talk about, like ad nauseum, just with how vivid he is describing, like just everyday feelings that people have. Yeah, um, and I just love that so much. Yeah, rectify is awesome as well. Um, I love the part where he's going and like rapping and rapping and rapping, and then he just I should just shut up and cut the. And then the music cuts out and comes back in with the piano hitting it. <laughs> and then he goes like with the cut the goddamn lights off. It's too late to turn back now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're making a scene to wreck the scene to rectify us. You're making a scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Great one. I feel like rectify and um, and matchbox and moody orange like are good examples of how the the rap that he does that it feels like almost like a, a stream of thought to me like right like, it's just kind of like a, a, a just stream of consciousness a little bit yeah uh-huh like there's, there's there's not a lot of pause to think mm-hmm. and and i could just not catch that in other rap that i listen to but i feel like stuff is is like tagged on and related and it feels like a chain like at the end of a little section, he'll tie that into the beginning of the next section, and it's just like you're you're mm-hmm. running and catching up and like grabbing the chains, like he feeds it to you, I guess, in a sense. Right. But yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was really neat how he can he can do that more uh, more speedily and um, uh, not aggressively, but just just more up tempo, I guess, and, and rectify. And then in, in like Matchbox, Matchbox is a little up tempo, but like 
moody orange it it feels more more sentimental and moody but it's still mm-hmm. it's still that like fast-paced stream of thought kind of rap that we were talking about yeah, yeah. You, you can't think about like one line too long because he's already moving on like three or four later yeah yeah uh-huh. so you just kind of have to like catch the gist of it and then read the lyrics later if you actually want to know what they are yeah but yeah i mean i and i love that style it just says so much in such a short amount of time but it it the syntax of how he does it 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 can it caters even more to the emotional state that he's kind of creating Mm -hmm. with the lyricism it's just mm, (laughs) tasty it's a tasty album. Delicious. Fellas. It's a tasty album. Muy bueno, muy bueno. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Do you, do you, do either of you have any more like specifics before we move on to uh, ratings? I think that's it. I don't think I do. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. I guess we'll. Okay. So I'll start off, and then Jordan. I'll go. Oh last. wait, no, Jordan. Yeah, you're going last because you're picking next week. And then Nick, you can go in between us like a little sandwich. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I think <laughs> probably for me, I love this album so much, and I was, I've been wrestling with what to give it <laughs> as a rating. I'm not trying to draw this out. I just want to explain a little because <laughs> I told myself what my first ten was going to be, and it wasn't this album. <laughs> but that's because I forgot how good this album was, and I don't know. I kind of want to pull the trigger and give it my first 10 rating. Wait, because I thought you already... Wait, so I gave wait. Peach wait, Pit wait. a nine and a half. Nick, Nick had the first yeah. overall I gave a, I gave, mechanical, oh. mechanical bulletin. And, gave that. <laughs> and after dissecting Sorry, this kidding. one and just finding more and more of a rabbit hole every time I look further into the lyrics, uh-huh. I, th- I want, I kind of want to give this one my first 10. Go for it, bro. But then that do makes it. me a liar to myself. <laughs> but then it's, it's, it's our podcast. So who cares? Right. True. Um, yeah, I, I'll give this one a 10. It's going to be my first. Ten. <laughs> nice. All right. So, uh, Nick, you can take it away with that one. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, I, uh, I really enjoyed a lot of similarities I found between them and Kings of Leon. Um, the vocal timbre between the two, uh, the two singers, the, the moodiness of the music and the, the, the rhythm that they have on a lot of their songs that takes precedence over... Um, Kings of Leon has a little more guitar precedence, I think, or presence, I guess, in a lot of their... or in some of their songs, but... And I feel like they're they're still very rhythm drum and bass driven, and um, uh, those similarities are all things that I I love, and that's a reason I love this album, and I think I'm gonna love this band a lot after I listen to their other stuff. Um, uh, the the religious imagery we also we talked about earlier, um, I liked a lot. Uh, <laughs> I put in my notes that this album makes me want to buy. A drum set or, or a bass or a piano or something and and create something knowing that knowing that they're from boone a relatively small-ish town in north carolina and they're receiving like recognition and praise from all kinds of people is is inspiring 
But um, uh, yeah, after digging into the lyrics and listening to it over the past week, I'd probably i'd I'd give it a a nine for sure. I enjoyed the album. I enjoyed the deepness. But again, I don't think I'd ever listen to any of these songs again. Like I have a really hard time. Like like after, like this podcast has taught me like am I going to be listening to rap with like my kids in the car cuz I just like can't listen to anything else, you know? I'm like like oh my gosh, I got to like find something else to listen to. But or maybe I don't, I don't know. We'll see. But uh um I think I'll give this one a 4.5. Oh baby. So not not breaking the threshold. <laughs> We're so close. Again, I don't think I could. I, I I don't think I could listen to this album again. Like, again, I'm trying to listen to more like slower. Like, I don't even really like slow rap that much, which is kind of like like I think I like faster paced music. Like whether it's whether it's and I I did like some of the songs on there. That's why that's why I gave it four point five too. But whether it's like fast indie or fast uh country obviously i prefer uh rap over everything mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah so i'll give it i'll give it a 4.5 a 4.5 all right so that will bring our total rating to 7.83 that's the highest for which sure, is right? yeah it is by a full point the <laughs> highest album yes so sir well um turn yes. blue and Mechanical Bull were tied for 6.83, and then this one has now dethroned that as a 7.83. Gotcha. And that's, yeah, it's Jordan's highest rating. Not quite a five, like you said. You know, he's, <laughs> so this, he's tiptoeing around that threshold. This is technically the most common ground we've found. That's true. True. Which, and I, you know, I thought that Anderson Pack was going to be that. Uh-huh. But, but this, is, this, this one is I cool thought was also going to be kind of up the same road because it's got good instrumentation you know it's got like the 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 rap lyricism elements to it mm-hmm. so i'm not surprised but i'm 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 i am well pleased um, i think i have one that might compete we'll see we'll see all right so if uh you want to go ahead and take it away jordan to announce next week's album yes so Next week we're going to outer space. Okay. All right. We're gonna be listening to Kid Cudi's "Man on the oh, Moon." Baby. Ooh, a good one. Deluxe album. Okay. I I, I I looked up on Spotify. If I just type in "Man on the Moon," the deluxe one comes up. I don't even know if there's like not a deluxe one, gotcha. but it's the one that is. Uh, let me just let me just look it up real quick. So. It's the one with 15 songs. Mm-hmm. Wait. Is it? There's one called Man on the Moon, The End of Day Deluxe that has 18 songs on Spotify. Okay, I think it might be that one. Yeah. Well, I actually found the one that... I'm sorry, I totally did not mean to find something else that... Yeah, so let's yeah the the, the 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 deluxe one's only like ten more minutes, I think. So let's yeah let's let's listen to the Man on the Moon, the end of the day deluxe album. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry, most people just call it Man on the Moon, so that's why I said that. But yeah, so that's that's what we're gonna listen Sweet. to next week. All right, I'm excited. I that's something that 
you know, I've Kid Cudi has kind of been at like the the outer reaches of my music listening. Yeah, for, like, me too. The last, yeah. I don't know, ten years. Um, <laughs> so I, that'll actually be good to kind of hop into it. There's some there there's some bops on here that I really like. There, there's one song that I'm like, oh, I'm ready to talk about, but yeah. I mean, I think that there's one song that everyone knows. <laughs> awesome. No, not okay. Wait, not even not even that one though. That's that's not even yeah. what I was talking about. But I'm excited because I know that this one is kind of. Um, I know that throughout it, it's a very thematic album, so I'm excited yeah, to it's look, a, look into it. It's a little like trippy too, like mm-hmm. a little bit, but yes, sir. like psychedelic kind of. But yeah, all right. So that's what we'll get into next week. Um, this one's kind of long, so I guess we'll quickly talk about what we've been listening to in the last week um i'll go first since i just okay. yeah. did that um i've been listening to shoot for the stars and for the moon the deluxe album listen to it once haven't really gotten into it a lot yet i've been listening to earthquake by tyler creator so Thank much you, that song is so good really i love it so oh my gosh i i almost picked that as an album but i i, I want to listen to more of it before I I do. um i'm re-listening to Raiden by crazy bone kabili kabili ch- chamillionaire it's like they see me rolling <laughs> dude that song writes, yeah chamillionaire yeah. that, that song is just so good i haven't listened i listened to like one or two songs on the juice world album but i haven't really listened to a lot of it if i'm eh. being honest but yeah yeah that's pretty much all i've been kind of how i felt about his work as in its entirety well yeah some hey. stuff good but for the most part eh. The, and I saw him at I saw him at Bonnaroo. And that's how I felt. Wow, lucky dude, lucky. She told me put my heart in the ba- bag. Sorry. <laughs> that song's good. I really like that song. But um, yeah, I've been listening to this album probably ten or eleven times. I don't even know. Um, and then I've also been listening to a lot of Glass Animals recently. Oh, cool. A lot of yeah, thrown in there. I've got like a a summer playlist, but so I've been listening to that. But for the most part, it's been um, a lot of Glass Animals, some of RKS's other stuff. Uh, Real quick, Nick, yeah. did you ever listen to? Did you ever listen to that Glass Animal song with Denzel Curry? Yeah, I actually listened to it like a day or two ago. It was pretty good. Yeah, dog, Tokyo Drift. Wasn't it, dude? Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Oh, it's such. We a should good just song. review that single. Yes, well, yeah. honestly, <laughs> bonus content. Bonus content. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. I love it. I've got I've got some ideas in the pipeline. All right, all right. Um, yeah. So what? So Nick, you want to talk a, a quickly? Sure, sure. About what you I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrap up? Um, I've been getting into the Beastie Boys. Weirdly, um, they have some like okay. They have some really cool, like really iconic samples from like classic rock in their first mm-hmm. two albums, and I'm looking forward to listening to some more of their stuff. Um. You got to get used to their voices, but but I I've really enjoyed it. They're 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 almost like a a little funny Rage Against the Machine in the sense that they're like uh like kind of rock rap punk rebellion and stuff. Yeah. But um, but you you do have to get used to their voices. But I, I I've enjoyed their music. Um, uh, a, a nice indie pick. Um, there's a a girl named uh, or woman I guess. Um named stella donnelly and i'm not sure okay. if she's australian or if she's um british but she's on the same record label as some other people that i like uh there's a band called whitney that i like they're an indie band uh, alex cameron he's on that label 
We went and saw him in concert. Mm-hmm. All right. But um, she's on that label, and I just started listening to her music because I saw it on their website. And her album, Beware of the Dogs, is pretty good. Um, gotcha. And uh, you know who Dave Cobb is, Jamie? He has... Yeah. He's like a Americana country music producer. He has a cousin named Brent Cobb who has an album called Shine On Rainy Day. And mm-hmm. I found that last week and i i really like it and a bunch of songs on it I'll have to check it out then yeah and he's um he's came out with two singles and i think he's coming out with an album sometime in the next month or two brent cobb so yeah mm-hmm. and i also on the way to the beach i listened to a podcast interview with jim carrey the interview was by mark Marin, who's like kind of famous in the podcast community but um mm-hmm. but it was a it was a really good interview. Jim Carrey is a very enlightening character, and he said he said um, he said something really cool that is like that I thought was really nice and modern. He said, uh, "You need to live in the present because if you because why would you want to look back at regret or look forward in fear when you can just live right now and enjoy it?" Basically, so yeah, that's very good sentiment. You, uh, I like it. There you go. In the pod, bam, That'll cut it off. Right. There you go. Mic drop. <laughs> on a Jim Carrey quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, I guess we'll uh we'll bring her home then. Um we wanted to just say thanks for listening to this week and remember to tune in next week where we'll take a look at Man on the Moon, The End of Day by Kid Cuddy. Uh be sure to listen to it so you can kind of formulate your own thoughts and in your uh little brain space right there, join in the discussion a little bit. Um, you can feel free to either leave a comment about your thoughts on this week's album or just the episode in general on YouTube, or you can also tweet them at us. We're on Twitter at, at ListenUpPod, and that account as well as our personal handles will be in the description of wherever you found this episode. Uh, but for now, we'll catch you next week, and remember to listen up. Listen up.